close call with death. Have you had one? I have. I've actually had a lot of them, but who's counting? In this podcast, we'll talk about the events of those of us that have become dangerously close to death and had the great luck or destiny to elude death and carry on. Enjoy the show. So tonight, I'm here with Jeff Smith, and I've known Jeff for years. I've known him uh, professionally, and I've known him socially. And um, Jeff is a serial entrepreneur. He started and exited several companies and done really well for himself. And the cool thing is, um, Jeff gives back. I mean, he gives to some really cool uh, charities, and actually just had a huge fundraiser golf tournament to uh, support um, the make a wish, make a wish <laughs> program. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I think it's cool that you support the underground railroad, um, program and that's trying to get kids back that have been trafficked operation, operation underground. Railroad. Yes. And so seriously, thank you so much for, um, doing cool things like that. Um, we're happy to have him on the show tonight. We both went to, um, Italy recently. And when we were there, we were talking, about the um, podcast, A Close Call with Death. And um, Jeff said, hey, oh my gosh, I've had one heck of a, uh, actually one hell of a close call with death. And, and, and you have to say it that way because it was really hairy. And um, when he told me about it, I thought we've got to get him on the show so we can talk about this with people. And before we go there, I want um, to know a little bit about you, Jeff. If you'll tell me um, you know, a little bit of your family status right now, where you at, where do you live, what's your family like, and then we'll get into the details of your uh, super scary story. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. I live in Utah. love it here. Um, I'm married, um, my wife, my wife, Sandy, and then we have, uh, four children and our oldest, um, is married with two children and he's our CEO of our company and I'm the chairman. And then, uh, my second son who we'll be talking about, he's the one that we had <laughs> close call with death, Josh. He's uh he's actually just finished medical school and he's in residency now. And How old is he? He's uh, twenty nine, I think. Is that, okay, is that about right? Um, so it'll but be if, it'll be forty when doctor. he finishes. No, back I'm east, right? Yeah, he's almost done. Yeah, so he's 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 at in Boston now at, at Harvard for, for a little while, and then he'll um anyway. So we'll see where he ends up. Yeah, but, um, yeah. The rest of ki- the rest of our kids are here in Utah, and they are boys, girls. Oh, first two are boys, and then our Heather Heather's our our daughter, and she's a, a nurse here. And then our son, uh, Nick, just uh, just finished high school, just graduated. Fantastic. And he is your surf buddy, right? Yes. And then, the other, all, by the way, all three of the married children each have two children. So you so have, have six, six yeah. grandkids. And how old are you now? 57. Not bad. You got six grandkids. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, I don't uh, feel that old. No, it's you great. don't even look that old at all. No, you're you're in great shape. So, um, but you know what? I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you did not perish. And um, th- this is a cool story. So let's get into it. And um, where were you? What led up to this close call with death? So we were in Kauai uh, with our, uh, our family friends. And um, we were there and decided to do a hike along the Nepali coastline. It's beautiful. We've done it before. And we've done the whole hike another time with my wife and I, we mm-hmm. went in and spent the night back there for two nights, backpacked in and backpacked out. And that's out. 11 miles back, yeah. one way. Yep. I think it's, yeah, it ends up being about, I think we ended up doing about uh, 13 each way by the time you go to the very end. Okay. And, uh, but this is just a two mile hike. You, you start at K-A Beach, spelled K-E-E. So it's, and then you go to Hanakapiai Beach, which is two miles in and you've been there, Bob, and it's a really cool. Absolutely. It's really, 
awesome during the summer because it's just calm water. But the winter, um, the waves were like 14, 15 feet that when we went out. So they're humongous waves when we mm. went back there. Obviously way more dangerous on the beach when it, when they're large like that, big oh, yeah. riptides. Matter of fact, you don't even see uh, very much of that beach during the winter time. Right. When the water the sun's is half yeah. gone by then, yeah. Yeah, and when we've been there in May, um, it's it, there's a great beach, and and you can see a lot of the, um, kind of like the shoreline around to right. the left. We've never yeah. seen that before. That's right. So so what um, you who all went um, on the trail that day? And when, when was it? What year? What time of year? Gosh, I think it was like 15 years ago, something like that. I think it was about, um, I, I think I sent you the article because we were at the front page of the paper the next day after, you know, after the rescue. But um, so, yeah, it was about 15 years ago. And so um, my son was then about 14. So that's, that's about right. Okay. And uh, so, and then our, our youngest was like two years old then. So because Nick's, you know, Nick's what, 17, 18 now. So, so you guys just carry the two-year-old out yeah, there. Yeah, so two or uh, three. The- yeah, I think it was two or three years old. So we were, mm-hmm. yeah, help half carrying, half walking there. And so the boys got way ahead of us, you know, they were, um, so, uh, the teen, so they were all teenagers. So our friend had his three boys and then our, our boys and, uh, were going up there and our daughter was kind of hanging back with us cause she was younger, you know, she was what, eight or something. And so she was kind of, we were holding her hand and walking. And so we were with back with the younger kids. He had a couple young kids and then all the teenagers were running up ahead, mm-hmm. um, way ahead of us, you know? And so we were, um, and we told him, do when you get up there, do not jump in the water because it's super dangerous. And, and, we, and there's actually uh, signs they have posted oh, yeah. all over that, that area. And they show like 87 people have died here and they had a, remember they had little notches, yeah, the little notches warning high surf, don't go. And there's, there's probably three spots along the way. It's, it's pretty obvious. Don't go in the water. Yes. Problem is we've been there in the summer and in summer you can jump in. No problem. There's just, there's no waves. It's the exact, you know, this North shore of Hawaii, of course, is a different animal than, than, um, during the uh, summer. So they probably felt more comfortable and they just, so they jumped in the water when they got ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So, so by the time we got there, they were already in the water and we were looking like, where are they? We said, come in, come in. We're yelling at him to come back in. And, and uh, you could see one of our sons almost already getting sucked out. My buddy helped, his buddy helped bring him in. And so they all came in. I go, where's Josh? And they said, we don't know. We, I guess he kind of swam a little further out. Translation, you know, the riptide ripped him out. Yes. And the waves are so high, he couldn't even see him. Oh, my gosh. So we're on this beach, and we're all there. And, and he, he's not, no, no um, fins, no. Nothing. Nothing, just nothing. swimsuit. Just swimsuit, that, that's it. It was so, the waves are so high that literally, the, the, they kept breaking. I couldn't see out very far. Um, the beaches, you know, at that point, were really low. And so I ran up about... 50 yards just to try to see if I can get, because as you go up, obviously you're going to see more. Right. And I could see above the waves and I could see him probably 400 yards out there. Like oh he just gosh. sucked way out there. And now I'm panicking thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Am I going to go out and save him? Like, I'm not quite sure. Well, actually at first we didn't see him. I, I take it back. At first when I looked, I still couldn't see him. Then I went uh, down the shore a little bit along the, these rocks along the cliff here to see if I could see him. And I finally saw him way out there. And um, thought, oh, I'll swim to try to help him. And when I jumped out to help, I almost drowned myself. I got thrown up against the rocks, and I just probably jumped at a terrible spot. It was right up against a rock cliff. Mm. And then I'm like, I, how am I going to get to him? You know, like I don't. Um, so go back a second. My family was there, and it was starting to get dark. So this had, um, we got there a little too late. We left a little too late, mm-hmm. and they, we had to turn around and get back. So they literally turned around and went back, and I, 
I said, I'm going to go out and get Josh. I'll figure this out. They we kind of said a little prayer and said, I'm, I'm going to figure it out and I'll, um, I'll go help him. And they can't help the little kids. So you guys turn around and go back. So you wanted them just kind of like get an, uh, a head start on going back. It was dangerous. Uh, so the, yeah, trail. we've been on that trail. Yeah. I mean, gosh, Dark, it, no it's way. hard enough in the daytime. Yep. And um, you definitely don't want anybody falling off some of the steep parts over a thousand foot cliff in the dark. So you were just thinking, I've got to save two parts of my family here yep. and get them going. And then, but I bet wasn't your wife scared to death oh, that, yeah. that your son was out there and you were going to go out there uh, uh, to get him. And yep. So, and by the way, she didn't even know that I had seen him because I, I had to go way around the corner and they just left and, you know, they, we agreed that she should leave. And, um, so at the time she didn't know that I had seen him. I said, I got to try to find him. So I kind of got a little ahead of myself. She, they didn't even know that I'd see him. So I went around the corner and there's this rock ledge. It just happens to, you know, on the one side, there's no way there's no ledge. There's no, it's just sheer cliff. Yeah. There's a little, a little ledge you can go around, um, and so I started going around there, and I got thrown off. The water wave hit me and threw me in the water. I felt like I was drowned again, got sucked, thrown back up in the rock. So I was getting pretty scarred up at this time. You know, like I was getting hammered by the By volcanic. the rough coral. So when I got around the quarter, I could finally see him and see where he was at. Was he, did he see you? Yes, he finally saw me. And, he, and by the way, this ordeal is now, now we're into this thing 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. So he'd been treading water for, well, about 40 minutes. Once he saw me, he started angling that direction. Just, he just, um, and he was just treading water. And then I jumped in and helped him in. And when I was walking around that ledge, all of a sudden it ended. And I looked to my right, and you've seen that, Bob. There's a sea cave there. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't realize at the time, but luckily the tide was out so somewhat. The, so it, the water's a little bit lower at that point. It wasn't low tide, but it was mid going to. I didn't know what the time was going to high tide, so it was mid to going to high tide. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and I track, you know, I think about that all the time because when I surf, you always think about the tides and when you're going to go. But um, so I didn't, I was thinking, I wonder what tide we're in right now. And I jumped in and, and was able to help him. And, and we just swam as really big waves. And, and you, you, you were getting sucked down the water. Then we get back up again, sucked down. And I, because at that point, you're trying to get in the shore. Of course, that's when you're where the surf break is. And then we found, you know, our feet, you could feel the sand. And we, then we walked the shore and then we, just sat there for about 20 minutes just trying to recover him. You need to recover. And then we got in this cave. We're like, oh, now how are we going to get out? And so all of a sudden, this cave started filling with water over time, right? Like, yeah, we're trying to, for probably over an hour or so, we we're trying to get out. Every time we try to go back to where I jumped down, the, the waves crash and throw us back in the cave again. Um, then we hit dry ground, and so we could, you know, recover. And then we go back out again and try to get back up on, climb back up in this wall to the point where I jumped in from the cliff into the water, if that makes sense, mm -hmm, hoping mm -hmm. that we could go back around because we didn't want to go back out to sea and swim and get sucked out. We didn't know if we can get back where we right. came from because yeah. it's riptide. Yeah, you would be going right back into the same riptide. So we tried over and over, and then we were getting exhausted. He's done. Like, he's completely exhausted at this point. Mm -hmm. So And pr maybe getting a little cold? Oh yeah, yeah. He's just sh he's just shaking, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the water's eighty, you know, but but, yeah, but obviously, still, you when you have no energy, yep, yes, and you have no energy, and you've gone up. So think about treading water for forty five minutes, and then oh, by the way, hiking there too in the first place. Yeah, and then you're trying to go, and you get bit, beat. If, if you guys ever been surfing or just been beat it by the wave, even body surfing, you know, how it just takes a lot out of you. For and sure. then we're beating ourselves trying to get in that wall. So funny, um, my son says, uh, "Dad, I think the." case filling up with water like i think and i'm like no we're fine and i knew it was by the way just trying to keep him calm and yeah and he was by the way totally calm 
But I was like, I'm trying not to have panic. So now we're two hours and something in this thing. I'm starting to shake and freezing. And we just can't get out of this cave. And I just can't get through the surf. So I just, I just said a prayer like, okay, God, if, like if it's our time to go, I guess it's good. Because I can't do this anymore. I need your help. Like I need help getting out of here. Yeah. And then Josh said, you know, Dad, I wonder, I don't think we're going underneath the wave. Like we need to get down low and get underneath the wave. And I think we are not doing that long enough, going to water longer and see if we can get underneath where it's crashing and see if we can clamp that wall. And I'll be darned if that, it kind of, we just, it worked better this time. I mean, it was like really kerny in there, by the way. Like I was trying to watch it to figure out which way to go. Finally got to the wall and it blew us back, but at least I got there. So now, now again, it's, it's getting, and now it's about dark, by the way. So it's hard even, now it's getting harder to see. And by the way, it was gorgeous if it, this wasn't happening. <laughs> it's just, oh. it was really pretty. And I was like, um, okay, so we went the next time. And then I instinctively just pushed him up the wall. Like it's, you know how when the water's kind of slimy, yes. where the water has been a lot. And then just above that, it was, you could grab it. So the problem, the problem is we couldn't grab anything. I pushed him up and he climbed like a spider mic up there really fast and got up in that ledge. And then I hurried up and just tucked up, tucked up against the rock. And this time he didn't throw him back because I just tucked up against it so that I wouldn't go flying back in the cave again. Right. And then he instantly just climbed back down and grabbed my hand, knowing that, oh, I can get him above that slick area. And, yes. And yeah. But it was kind of like, you know, like when you, when you see these movies and the shark comes, you're like, oh, shiz. And you just try to hurry up and go up. Yes. So you I was, I saw the wave like and crazy. I was like, oh, crap. So I, I remember he grabbed me and I just climbed as fast as I could. It was just like, you know, he's like, your adrenaline is pumping. And I hurry up and get up there and bam, the wave hit and we got above the wave. And um, now we're standing up here. Now it's dark. And, and you're trapped on a wall. Yes. You're out of the CK, but mm -hmm. you're up on the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a ledge, probably about three feet, I'd okay. say. Yeah. And there was a, a, a gap and then another four feet. And then there's the ledge where I jumped off of that we could have, I was thinking maybe we could walk back. But I'm like, man, I got knocked off on it when I was, when it was the tide was lower, right? And right. now it's higher. And I'm like, we're gonna, and my son's like, there's no way we're doing that. Like, cause if we, if we get, if we fall in, oh. you know, it, we're done. Like we're already, we're, we're already completely toast. done. We're shaking. I'm like, well, yes. I said, we're just going to shake all night and we're going to be all right. Like, we're just going to stay here and just hope that it doesn't knock us off. You, know, you we, just hold on to each other, kind of like use each other's body heat a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's to what we did. Yeah. And again, there wasn't much room. So meanwhile, so while this is happening, my wife has walked back. She's crying. She thinks we're, we're probably dead. And then... Well, yeah, because she couldn't see you. You'd gone right. out to the ocean and you didn't come back. My daughter said, hey, they'll be okay. So one thing happened. So when this happened, we, my wife said, told my son, run back. And he had just, um, they had just got, he had ran the 400 and got second stage. Really, you know, super good shape. So you can picture this has only been a couple months ago. And so he literally ran all the way back. Um, and he ran the 800 too. So he ran all the way back. Plus, man, he's got adrenaline. He's scared. Yeah. He ran all the way back. And so he was the first one to make contact by there. And he said, you got here. Um, somebody else has already reported that this happened. And he's like, who? Some old lady had heard them yelling help. By the way, I never yelled help. I mean, I did, we didn't think anybody was up there. I mean, I didn't. If they could, they couldn't have seen us. You know where that cliff is. It's, it kind of almost oh, goes absolutely. underneath. You can't see the cave. You can't. Not at all. It literally goes, un, in other words, it's not straight perpendicular. It actually angles inward. Yeah. Um, underneath. And you, were you, underneath couldn't see, you couldn't see anything, and it's so loud with the waves, you couldn't hear anything. For sure. So 
that was really strange. I'm like, no, we definitely, and she goes, so she came and reported and said, so we don't know who this person was or if that was a person, but um, said this old lady said that, older woman, she said, exactly, had said that there was somebody that was there, they yelled help, and they needed help. So somehow this older woman ran faster than my son, apparently, <laughs> they got back there, and it was perfect timing because they caught them, the lifeguards were there, the people that were there um, happened to be, you know, they were from the fire department, and they were on their the rescue team. Yeah, there's and they just a said they Honolulu yep. fire department. I've, right. I've met those guys. Super studs. And so they were like, hey, we're going to go rescue these guys. Called the helicopter, and they were going. They were ready to roll. Mm-hmm. And they were going up back and forth. We could see it. So eventually, we started seeing a helicopter go back and forth with a spotlight, because it's dark, right up against the edge, right? Like maybe going 40, 50 feet out, just kind of, and they, just, they make a path back, and they're going up and down that coastline. So, Jeff, do you, think, do you think that they were looking for you, or they were doing body recovery? They were they, Because I've, I've seen yeah. sea rescues, and oftentimes when they go throughout the night, they're just yeah. trying to find the body. That's, I mean, they kind of told us afterwards that's what they were doing. You know, they said, look, we, I mean, we hope, you know, we hope, but the chances were very, very low. I mean, they'd had a whole bunch of deaths and not really any rescue at that time, and, and certainly not at yes. night. They'd never had a rescue at night. And yeah. They, on that North Shore, they, at that shore at the time, that they had not had to rescue there. Um, they've had since then they have, and they actually have buoys there now and stuff, which is cool. So if something happened now, I could have grabbed that buoy. If somebody got something. out. Yeah, and gone, yeah. And, I felt, and two, I grabbed one for me and one for him, and I could have, you know, it had been way safer. For sure. So since then, uh, they've, they've had some safety features. So anyway, um, so that was Miracle One. Like, I'm like, how the heck? Well, maybe miracle two or three. I mean, you know, we we got yeah, it in the wall. One he, of the he first survived. ones, the older woman who showed up faster than your son. Yeah, might have been just like some kind my, of my, angel my woman. My son, you know, she he treads water for forty five minutes. Just took the life saving Boy Scouts. Just took the life saving merit badge and had so learned he how knew to, how to do that. And we had been in California. We talked about we. He knows about riptides. We surf and so he was very you know stronger swimmer and ready for that. Probably as strong as ever been you know that time. But he's still a little little scrawny fourteen year old. But I was, it was, that was amazing <laughs> that, that we somehow found out a way to get in the cliff eventually after we were done. Yeah. And then that was just, I, to this day, cannot explain that. You know, that's, uh, we, we just call our angel, you know. And so um, then my wife gets there, and the police are talking, and then this church of Hawaiians, literally a whole bunch of them, like 30 or 40, came and just and supported my wife there on the beach. So at this point, there's literally 40 or 50 people on the beach, the Hawaiians, just supporting her. Oh my gosh, that is touching. But Just, she can hear them, unfortunately, saying things like, "We don't see them. We're trying to find the body." You know, like she's hearing them on the, you know, on the um, the police talking the radio, and, and they're not, they don't know that she can hear. But you know, obviously, that she's overhearing it, so she's really distraught and thinking, okay, kind of preparing herself for, okay, probably going back with, oh you know, with these bodies and they're horrible. And, but they, but those people were were comforting. Uh, Sammy yes, and the yes. Kids, and just, just if you need a place to stay, we'll be here for you guys until they find them. You know, we're, you know, we'll work things out, and or we'll help you out, and and you can stay here. And how touching is that? Amazing. It's you know, yeah. we we've been going to Kauai for years. Um, we go almost once or twice a year for years to Kauai. Yeah, and it still do, and we we love that place, and love the people there. So, um, real quickly, so now this boat goes out of these firemen, and they are, and they're trained search and rescue, right? So that's, yep. So they're ready to roll. They're going, and they're going up and down with the boat just outside the surf, right? Um, just outside the surf break. So they can, and they're looking, they're spotlighting over there. And again, he said, they yelled us, yell help. I didn't yell help. I didn't, 
we didn't. By the time they saw us, we they saw us before we saw them because they they spotlighted us and they told the helicopter they saw us and they saw just my son because again we're tucked up against the cliff and they could see him but they didn't see me tucked up behind him. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. We weren't about to like lean forward because we were probably only three Fall feet. Off. Yeah, we were. And so, and how high were you uh, above the water? About twenty feet. That's a long way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, you know, it, it didn't. We weren't too worried about that part in particular. But um, anyway, they um, so they saw my son. And my wife heard it, and they said, "Yeah, we we see us. We see this one boy." And she's like, "Somebody, my husband probably tried to find him, and you know, they probably got lost. You know, probably drowned." Which, which she was trying, hoping that wasn't the case, but that was seemed, seemed to kind of set yeah. in like a reality. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when that happened, I uh, when that happened, my wife said, "Well, at least Josh is. I hope I hope they can find him." And she's had some hope, but they're really concerned. So anyway, this this guy's amazing. He jumps in the water, has the big fins, right, and the and the beacon. So we're talking about a yep. sea rescue yep. um, firefighter yep. s- uh, swimmer yep. rescuer. So these guys are trained and they're amazing and they have these the big fins and the beacon and the red buoy like you know, like the Baywatch buoys. Yeah. And he comes out there and and he it is so loud now because now we have a helicopter and you have you have uh, 14 16 foot waves, right? So they're huge. My gosh. And um he comes in and he kind of the it's going up so high now he can kind of just swim up, right? With us flippers and just kind of grab the wall and come up to us. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And so he gets up and he's literally probably inches to my face and he's talking to me. Because he can't hear anything, and he's saying, "You're gonna jump down. We're gonna jump down there, and we're gonna swim the boat." And I, I said, "What? Like, no, we're taking that helicopter. Like, the little ladder's gonna come down. We're gonna jump right." Yeah, yeah. But you it's see too, it all the time the on TV. It concaves inward. You couldn't get a helicopter above it, right? Right. And so he's like, "No, no, no, no. We're jumping." And I'm thinking, "He is crazy. I'm frozen. This is not happening." But I asked him twice just to make sure I was clear what he said, you know, and 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 he looks at me like, yeah, I, I know what you're thinking, and, and no, we got to do this. So we we could connect with the eyes. I knew what he was saying, and I could hear him, and so I'm like, okay, we got to do this. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm taking you, and then these other two guys are going to come in and take your son. And he goes, don't drag me down. Just swim as hard as you can. I'm like, I got, I I will give it everything I got until I pass out. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so I jump in the water, you know, between a set break. And then we just swim, and then we just get pounded by the surf, and then <gasps> pounded by the surf, probably four times. Oh, no, probably I remember it was four times, and I feel like I'm gonna. Dr- I'm like, damn, I'm gonna drown. I'm so <laughs> Seriously. tired. Seriously, thanks and, for the and rescue. Then, and then I could, and then I knew we were past the break because it was like no more waves. You know, like so we got through, and then they they had two of these big guys helping my son through, and they were probably twenty seconds behind. But I remember when I got there, I put like one arm over the raft, and that was that was done. I couldn't do it. As big Hawaiian with one hand, you know, one arm. I'm 190 pounds. Grabbed me up and just dragged me on, you know, on the on the boat. And then my son got on the boat, and at this point, my wife heard, you know, and she knows that we're we're okay. Oh my gosh! So then we just take, you know, cruise back, and and we get there. And there's a ton of people. Like I said, they were all. Then they heard the rescue and that we were rescued. And they, I, I don't know how many, but it was a lot. Like I think there was 50 or so. I think um, just a great support from the community. And we were we were saved by these amazing men. As a matter of fact, a, a month later, my neighbor, my next door neighbor, is there, and they're giving a mere accommodation to these guys for for rescuing us. It was amazing, and they had another article in the paper for that front page again. I think I sent you that article as well. Yes, yeah, and I'll share it with the listeners. Uh, we'll put it on social media so they they can uh, bring it up and, and read about it because it's a real deal. Um, you don't get front page of the Kauai newspaper every day, and and. Uh, 
I, they were putting their their lives on the line oh, uh, for to sure. get out there and save you with those kind of uh, winter high um, waves yeah. like that. That is super scary. We've seen the small ones and and they look intimidating. I want to take you back just a little bit. Go back to um, the part where you and your son, your fourteen year old son, are in the sea cave. The water's coming up. It's starting to fill. I want you to tell us what was going through your mind, his mind at that time. What were you guys talking about? And when you have a close call with death like that, what kind of powerful conversation did you have in that cave that night? And, and what sort of things do you talk about, a, a, you know, a boy when, when it gets dire straits like that? Well, I'd say before we got in the rock and after rock were two different conversations. But when we were, before we got in the rock, it, we had given everything we had, meaning that we had just tried and tried and tried, and we finally said, hey, we need some help. And, you know, for those who believe in a higher power, like, you know, we got to pray to God for help. And and we got that help, and we believed that, you know, it was amazing. I felt it was almost like a test, like, hey, you can't do it by yourself, but if if you ask for my, I thought, gosh, we should ask for help, you know? And it was amazing how calm we were. I was thinking— if it's our time, it's our time. And I remember praying to God, can you at least let my son, can we work that? So when I pushed him in the rocket, that oh, good, my son's going to make it. You know, like, we got him saved at yeah, least. Yeah, Not that I'd given up, but I was just thinking, you know, that I was, that's least, your priority like, as a dad. Yeah, absolutely, you right? You want to make sure You know, your okay. dad, and any fathers out there, you get it. Yes. Mothers, even more, right? Oh, and, absolutely. And so um, that was really neat. But I remember I was talking, and, and I, I, he said, Dad, I, I think we need to pray. Like, we'd prayed once before, and he goes, like, let's, Let's pray, and I think we'll get help this time. You know, and that's when we literally the very next time figured out how to get the rock, and the next time we got up, um, and we'd been trying over and over and over. It was almost to me like it was no doubt in my mind that you know, like we got help, and when we asked for it, we got it. And, and so I think that was uh, very powerful for us. And the other thing that my son said, which was really interesting, he said, and I, I'm kind of paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly the words, but I remembered him saying um, that. We have, I have too much to live for. Like, you know, I want to be with my um, younger, you know, brother and sister. And, and I feel like, and I said to him, yeah, I think there's something in store for you. And if there is, God will help us and we'll, we'll do it. Right. You know, if there is for something sure. in store. Yeah. And I think it's interesting when we were on the rock, um, I said, Josh, you, can, you know, you, I'm sure the, God has something in store for you. I mean, like, this, he saved you. And we've kind of talked about, we talk about that, like, we have kind of a, a lease on life a little bit, like, you know, that, we want to live our lives worthy of that sacrifice. We want to be, you know, we know we feel like there's something in store for us. And uh, and I I told my son I said you know like there's good things in store. And, and now he's you know he's becoming a doctor, so it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's going to help people. He will absolutely um, take that passion and and uh, thankfulness that he has a second shot at life. Mm-hmm. And and um, I'm sure it's really lit the fire under him, you know, to do something spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having that extra borrowed time you almost feel like that when yeah. when you think back and you think or in the moment you know this this could be it and and you do make it oh my gosh what gratitude you know you gain from that that's yeah. that's the coolest thing about the interviews in this in this podcast is that people that run into these situations that are really really close yeah. it sharpens your appreciation you know for the life that you have i never forget one of my mentors said each day is a gift and i I didn't really get that until it happened. I'm like, yeah, each day is a gift. And if you look at that way and, and you, you think uh, you're grateful, I, I tell you, I, I definitely have been more grateful every day about everything I have. I do think every day is a gift. And, Absolutely. And I think you, got, you, know, you do the best you can with that gift to, to bless and help others. Mm-hmm. Enjoy um, life. 
your so your son you know i we we were going to try and uh get him on this um broadcast tonight you know and and get his uh, side of the story so he's just going to be able to listen to this from his dad the cool thing is this will be recorded you know for for all time and he'll be able to reflect back on on this story and i'm sure he's he's right there with you um you know when when he'll hear this it'll refresh his mind of of Mm -hmm. that adventure you guys both had together did it bring you guys closer did it make you feel like you know? Wow, we we really seriously experienced something together. Not many people do. Did do you? Does that kind of like always draw on a closeness for you guys? Yeah, you know it's funny because Josh and I were talking about it. we really hit heads then. I think he was kind of the age where he's kind of you know, sowing his wild oats a little bit, oh, you know, yeah. and and uh, maybe a little rebellious teenager, like going to the beach and not doing his parents, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And we both. Um, it really was huge for us to be grow closer and and um, just feel like that's a bond we'll always have forever. You know, we just we literally saved each other's lives. Yeah, literally, you did, you did. And you know what's cool is that there are not two more notches on that stupid little sign right there on the yeah. beach that shows yeah. all the people that have drowned there. Yes. You could have been two more notches on there. Yeah, and 80, um, eighty-eight and eighty-nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And I would know yeah. them. I would know who they were. Yeah. Um. So. Um, something that I, I want also want to reflect with you on is that, um, since that's gone on, you know, is, is when you went through that and you had a chance to, um, get back with your wife, Sandy and your other kids, what was that moment like? What was it like when you two were a family together with the rest? I, I mean, it was just like, <laughs> just unbelievable. Like I, you know, I was, uh, so overwhelmed, but I just was crying. I was just like. We all were. Yeah, I'm like almost crying right now. You don't have to say it. anything. You just all hug each other. There's nothing to say. Oh my gosh. You know, it's just like you're, you're, uh, can't believe you're together again. And, and it makes you so grateful for everything in life, my wife and my kids. And, and now that I have grandkids, I'm like, wow, this is, <laughs> it's, um, for those who have grandkids, you know, that's the best thing ever. So. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. They're so fun. Yeah. Well, d- you know, so I can't even imagine what might have gone through Sandy's. My your wife's mind when yeah. she saw you guys, you know th- this is j- probably just such an amazing appreciation for yeah. you guys when when she saw you again. Oh yeah, I mean, you know when you think somebody, you know, as part of this whole your podcast, I mean, I'm sure there's situations in all these where people had thought their loved ones had died, right? And right. That's where she was at. I mean, there was times when she thought it was for for both of us, then she thought it was just Josh, and to have us back, you know, when you, when you think that's just you're so grateful and she was she said she was so grateful to god that she felt that you know that he saved us huge huge blessing okay now so let's let's talk about now that you've had that kind of experience and there's this whole rest of your life ahead of you you know and you've been this serial entrepreneur you want to give back you want you're you're just a great fun-loving guy what do you want to leave behind, you know, as, as you go forward, um, what sort of things do you want to accomplish? How are you different today than, than you were prior to this, this accident? I think I really live, try to live life the fullest. I think, you know, that Bob, I like to do, you know, I like to surf. I like to heli ski. I like to do, I like to really, um, enjoy life and enjoy, especially things in the great outdoors. I think, you know, it's, so all these God's beautiful creations are amazing, and I love you know doing things in the great outdoors and doing with my family and and friends, and um, I think it's changed me to be to really want to two things one and really enjoy life and 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 really to live you know I I and I want to live with my family and spend time with my family and and friends and 
Number two, I want to, um, I found that, you know, as you, especially as you get older and you, you want to give back and you want to help and you want to um, bless other people's lives and that brings great joy to me. And so I think I've become, um, I've really just tried to, you know, I, when I, my wife, this may sound a little off base, but my wife and I, we went to Normandy and um, we saw, uh, it's, and D-Day was what, last week? Yes. Yeah. It, you know, it really, I know it's interesting how these tied in, but I started really thinking a lot. And, you know, my dad was in the military, so I love the veterans. I love the sacrifice. But it made me think of, you know, the sacrifices of people. So their people have died for us, for our freedoms and that. And, Absolutely. And so I really feel like, this, despite what happened to me, on top of that, you know, I, I think that it became even stronger feeling me. I think all of us have had, you know, our freedoms and have been because of others have sacrificed for us, right? For sure. Um, we have, I've seen graveside after graveside in Normandy Beach of American soldiers um, who fought um, a tyrant for all this people in Europe and Americans. And um, so I know it's interesting how those two have kind of tied in for me because I feel like I'm, you know, was saved, but I also feel like, you know, all of us have been. Uh, there's people have died for us or sacrificed for us so that we could live the freedoms and, and have. And so I feel like we have responsibility to live a life worthy of that sacrifice. And then on top of that, I feel like my life's been saved. Um, and my son, we felt this even, we feel even a strong responsibility to do something with that life to bless and help others and live a fulfilled life, but bless other people and help them as well. And you'll have a happier life as you do that. I love that. Love that. Right next to you on that on the table, next to your arm, is a, a book about Kyle Carpenter. <clears throat> he was a, a the guy who received the Medal of Honor um, as a Marine who di- uh, dove on a grenade that was um, it came from the enemy um, right in his platoon, and he dove on it to protect them. Amazing and, story. And it, I love that and, guy. Oh, it's amazing, amazing story. And he's a, an amazing Marine. And uh, when people say thank you for your service. Um, he now, uh, it just came out of his mouth. He wasn't even thinking about it. And he just told them you're worth it. And uh, wow. I think that's the coolest powerful. thing, you know, it's yeah. a really powerful. It kind of surprised him as to why that came out that way. And he's embraced that ever since wow. that, you know what, these, uh, military men and women that, that die for us and keep our freedom, yeah. we're worth it to them. And, and yeah. I think that's so cool. And so, you know what, when God saved your life, you and your son, and you have all this extra time. You know, you were worth it to him. Um, you, you, you're just a gift. And um, that was a gift from him, you know, that you can continue on. There's something that both of you or many things, you know, that you guys are, are here to do. You're, you're not done. Uh, yeah. there, there's like, and so, you know, you just can't waste that time. That's yeah. why you probably just cherish life every day. Yeah. You just, you don't let dust settle under your feet. You know, you're always looking for ways to help other people and, and enjoy this life to the fullest so that's super cool and i think we can forget so easily too you know we as time goes by we try to every year we try to have we have a little you know son and i have a reunion and talk about it and just so we don't forget that's the thing that i i kind of scares me more anything is just forgetting you know that for sure and being grateful for that every year every day so jeff um one other question i have for you is that people that might ha- uh, be in the same situation you were in you know, they, they see a loved one get out there in the riptide. They decide to go 
you know, um, put their own life on the line and go do that. What can you say to them that are going through a really either a scary situation like you went through or something else that's a major challenge? What do you tell them of in words of encouragement um, to, to help them get through dealing with anything that's a real, real challenge? Well, it's tough. I mean, one thing I've learned, you know, we've, we've dealt with things in our family. I think we've all had, you know, some serious things that have, um, we all have our challenges, right? And we have yeah. things that we're dealing with. But one thing that I, I kind of learned is we're not in control. I mean, that was one situation where I'm like, we're not in control in life. And, and, um, for me, it's like having a higher power I can go to and, and have help has, has been great for me to realize that, Hey, I'm not in charge and I can only control and do what I can do. And, um, really have help there. And I've really felt like, you know, when I've gone through trials, I try to look at it from the point of view that it is, it is a trial. And there's what, what can I learn from this? What can I, how can I grow from this? And just, it's like, you know, I, my wife and I talk about, you know, if something's happening, it's happening. You know, like I can't be in the cave and complaining about it. Like it's happening. There's nothing I can do. Like it's, it's happening. And, you know, mm-hmm. we just have to do the best we can to deal with it. And one thing I learned, you know, it, you know it's things are that, raw like it's happening like something to that effect life and death you kind of realize what you have to do like you like in that situation you wouldn't complain no so when when you're going through stuff when you're in the moment you you kind of realize what you have to do and i think that to me was very poignant that yeah that's how you handle it you just deal with it and you have all the research you can your family god and everything you can do to deal with that and just see what can i learn from it and what am i going to do but i was amazed how much peace we had like I thought, you know, I might be panicked or like, and I, I'm not saying like if I, you know, like if I was in a car and I was falling cliff, you might get panicked and, you know, I, but for whatever reason, we were totally calm and I just knew things were going to work out. It was crazy. But I, I think that, I think it, again, I think having that higher power you can turn to is, is really helpful and realize you're not in control of your life and, and, um, you just have to figure out what, you know, what I'm, what am I here in life to do? What is my calling? What is my, um, you know, one your th- destiny. Yeah, I guess one thing I always thought is I, you know, because when I talk to people at BYU, I talk to the the kids there, the students, and I say, you know, they we talk about how they pick their career, and I said, look, you got to pick what you're good at and what you, your passion, right? What are you passionate about, and what are your God given gifts, and combine those two, and then you can find what you're supposed to be doing. Like I know my son's supposed to be a doctor. Like I know my daughter. That you know, she just said, "Look, this is my calling. This is what I want to do, and I love helping people. And I love being a nurse, and and so um, you know, my other son's in business, and he's great at what he does in that as well. But I really feel like you can you, you get those, two, you combine those two, uh, passion, and you know what your God given talents, and combine those two, and you really um, kind of find your voice, if you will. As Stephen Covey says, you know, what is my voice? What am I supposed to do? And I just I just love that when you. You, you just really enjoy, I think, your job, whatever you do, and it's something you enjoy and are good at it. Then it doesn't ever seem like a job. It's it's yeah. just a fulfillment or something that you enjoy doing and, and you're enjoying life. Absolutely. And, and, you, know, and we you actually all, and get we, paid for it sometimes, you know? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I mean, honestly, you know, we all have parts of a job we don't like, right? Let's, I mean, you know, I've heard that once you do that, you'll, you'll never work a day in your life. And I agree at some level, right? Yeah, because I yeah. love what I do. But of course, there's... You know, that oh. doesn't mean there's not parts of your job you, you don't you like, hate. right? Yeah, I mean, I'd sure. say 20% of what I do, I just don't really love it. But yeah. man, the other 80% is awesome. And, you know, that's just part of it, right? There's sacrifice sure. that goes with what you do. So I need to ask you this. Um, you know, you, you have those moments when you feel like you can really reach out to God and ask him to help you. Do you should anyone feel like they're just absolutely not worthy? 
you know, or no matter what you've done in your life, no matter where you're at, whether you're super, you've done every single thing righteous and every single day of your life, or you've really gone down a rocky road and you might be just like on the bad end of, of, uh, things for a while. Should you ever feel like you shouldn't ever reach out to God when you're in a tight pinch like that? Of course. I, by the way, when I asked for God, it wasn't because I felt worthy, by the way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm worthy. You got to help me. Like, I didn't feel that way at all. It was very <laughs> humble. Like, I, yeah. I'm i not worthy. I'm, the, you know, I'm at all. But I know you love me, God, and I, I think we can work this thing out. I mean, just, I think we all know, hey, we're God's children. He does love us no matter what we do, right? Yeah, or who hey, we are. I'm a parent. I love my kids no matter what they do, right? I really yep. do. It's really unconditional love. I mean, gosh, if we can have it, for heaven's sakes, of course God can have that, right? Absolutely. And so I, he absolutely has this unconditional love. And so I, I know it's... It's 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 so sad to see that when people feel like he's not there for you and did not feel worthy. I, I think I mentioned my son and I weren't even getting along very well at all. Right? Yeah, he was. We were beating heads and and uh, not because that was figurative metaphor. Literally, Nobody's yeah, beating anybody's head, but but um, <laughs> yeah, just it was just butting heads. Really butting heads. Yeah, thank you. And um, so uh, we just matter of fact that I was frustrated. I got like, where the hell is he? You know, what is he doing? You know, like I, he's yeah. gonna die. You know, like it was serious stuff. And so. Um, I think, but but I knew that God would help us. I knew He loved us and unconditionally, and that He would help us. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you um, sharing this story uh, with us. Is there anything in closing that you'd like to say um, before we go? No, I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you so much, Bob. It, it's amazing how I don't know therapeutic or whatever this has been, and yeah. and I love sharing this short story. And I've asked. To, it has been a while because it's been a while, but. Uh, it's. I love sharing, and it's just. It's. It will be with me forever, and my son, and um. I. I. It's good to share it and let other people hear about this. You know that how we how we were miraculously saved, and we're so grateful. Thank Absolutely. you. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate You're it, Bob. more than welcome, and so glad that um that you've been on the show tonight with us, uh, Jeff Smith. Um, you know your uh your story's just incredible, and and it's uplifting. Um, it, it's exciting, and it was a nail biter for me. So um, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you stayed alive to tell about it. So for those of you um, that are listening, um, be sure to reach out to um, Apple Podcast or Spotify or multi ways that you listen to media and tune in on this um, podcast series so that you can listen to Jeff's story. And um, we will talk to you again soon.